0: We live in a time where masculinity is shamed, and men don't know what it means to be a man. As a pastor and counselor, I've spent the better part of my life equipping and training others. My goal with this show is to translate my hard-earned experience into tools and tactics to help you become stronger as a man. This is The Brave Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Bellant. Welcome back, Brave Co-Men. This week, you got me. We're going to dive into what I think kills more men than anything. And I really do. I think it's the truth. It's your ego. We don't often talk about the ego a lot, but over the years, I have seen it take out more guys, honestly, than anything else. And here's the deal. It, It shows up all the time in in different ways in our relationships. I've worked with a lot of men who are struggling with pornography, for instance, and this is how their ego sounds. When their wife catches them looking at pornography, they say something like, well, if you would have been more connected to me, right? I wouldn't have fallen. I I wouldn't have messed up. Or when they fail at work, when their boss confronts them at work, it's, I don't even like this place. You're not even a good boss, right? Or when your kid's, are disconnecting from you. It's it's like, man, these kids are out of control, you know, kids these days. It's it's all of this pushing away from responsibility, um, not diving into ownership. And the truth is like, we undercut ourselves more than anybody else. We sabotage ourselves more than anybody else. And it's not because we're evil. It's because we're insecure. It's not because we want to be insecure or because we don't want to take responsibility, but the truth is is if you feel powerless to solve the issue, then you want it to be somebody else's fault, right? That, so that's the guy who's looking at pornography and he's blaming it on his wife's lack of connection. Well, if you would be connected to me, then I wouldn't be in the spot where I was hurting. I wouldn't be in the spot where where I was lonely. It, if it was somebody else's fault, then I would be okay. The truth is, is that your ego is not necessarily a bad thing, right? When you look at what is the ego, ego is neither good nor bad. It is a necessary natural part of our psychological makeup. The ego serves as an important function to our lives. It helps us navigate social interactions, maintain coherent sense of self and balance, and it it really helps us to connect with the world, world around us. Okay, well, how does our ego get inflated? Your ego gets inflated when you start to feel insecure, when you don't feel like you're enough, when you don't have, uh, mostly it links back to how were you raised growing up? Did you feel worthy of love, worthy of connection? Did you have parents that were saying, man, I'm proud of you? Did you have uh, healthy bonds in your life? Or did you grow up in a bunch of disconnection where you didn't feel worthy of love? You didn't feel worthy of acceptance. You don't feel confident. And when you grow up in a home or in an environment where you don't feel confident, cared for, loved, connected, you start to compensate. And so what you show the world, right, is this compensated version of yourself. You're making up for what you don't think that you are. And again, going back to your ego in general isn't supposed to be this bad thing. It's supposed to be this part of you that helps you connect to the world around you. But when you have a, a honestly, a damaged self, a sense of self, when you have a perspective about yourself that is less than what God sees of you, we, pers- we portray different facades of ourself, different sides of ourself that aren't actually true, but it's a compensation for what I'm feeling and so we get into all kinds of trouble in our life. If you go back all the way back to the beginning the first on the first being honestly that ever dealt with his ego was satan. And see satan was this incredible angel that was full of beauty, full of light, full of goodness, like instruments and like he was the man and I'm just going to read a passage to you. It's Isaiah 14, uh, 12 through 14, <clears throat> and it's God's perspective of Satan. It says, "How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of of dawn." So that he's talking about Satan right there. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart. So this is God talking of of Satan i will ascend to heaven above the stars of god i will set my throne on high i will set i will sit on the mount of assembly in the in the far reaches of the north i will ascend above the heights of the clouds i will make myself like the most high <clears throat> and of course you know the story right the story is that god casts out he casts down satan and Satan took a third of the angels that were obviously in the same mode as him. I deserve more. I want more. I'm going to sit at a higher place. I I need more. That's what the devil was saying. I need more. That's actually what Satan was saying. And God goes, yeah, that kind of attitude, that kind of attitude's going to get you cut down faster than you could say, I'm sorry. You know, it's it's really interesting. The Bible has gives us two options. It says... You can either have the rock fall on you or you can fall on the rock. You guys remember this passage? It says, you can fall on the rock and be broken. That's what it says. Or the rock can fall on you and you can be crushed. Anything like, golly, man, that's a quite a description. That's pretty gnarly. But it really is the truth. Isn't that, isn't that true for all of life? Like, you can either be humbled Come to God humbly. Lay yourself down before God. Be thankful. Be an owner. Or you could try to pretend you can try to... Well, you can do it what Nebuchadnezzar did in the Bible, right? So Nebuchadnezzar builds this incredible kingdom. He builds all this stuff. And... He's all proud of the kingdom that he's built. And actually, this is what it says in Nebuchadnezzar. He says, this is uh, in Daniel 4, 28. He said, all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. And the king answered and said, is not this the great Babylon, which I have built with my uh, by my mighty power as a royal residence and for the glory and majesty of, while the words were still in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven, "O King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken: the kingdom has departed from you." And Nebuchadnezzar went through a journey where his kingdom was stripped from him. He lived out on the land like a wild animal. His nails grew super long. His hair grew super long. It actually, said that he lost his mind for a whole season, and God crushed him. He completely crushed him. And then eventually it said that his mind returned to him and he came back and he was restored. And when he got restored, he said a similar thing. He said, look at all that's been restored to me. Look at how amazing this is, but it's because of you, God. And it's a really easy place to get into. You know, I don't, I never meet a guy that's thinking, you know, I just want to blame my life on everyone else. That'll fix it. Or, you know, I, I really think that I am the greatest because I've made all this stuff. When you really strip us down, if we don't confront the places in our life where we feel insecure, where we don't feel enough, where we feel weak, where we feel powerless, where you feel out of control, where you feel angry, if you don't confront those places, then you end up with this really unhealthy view of yourself. And you end up undercutting the rest of your life. And it often looks like arrogance, right? Or the constant need for validation or your inability to accept criticism or being overly competitive, all these things, your inability to empathize with other people, all these things are a sign to us that, man, my ego is working overtime. I am compensating for my lack of self-confidence, my lack of self-worth my lack of of feeling valuable in who I am. And so this week, I really just wanted to encourage you, man, if you're in that spot where you feel like I'm telling stories about what God's done in my life, but I'm doing it to have people go, oh man, you're so amazing. Or That would be like a Christian ego thing to do. It's like, hey, let me tell you what God did for me last week. And it's not really about what God did for you last week. It's about how amazing you are. Um, I see that a lot. Or if you're in a place where you're having a hard time taking feedback or you're having a hard time um, not competing with other men around you or you're having a hard time taking ownership for your life, the antidote to all of this is to humble yourself and to admit, man, I'm feeling really insecure right now. I'm feeling a lot of shame. I'm not feeling like I'm enough. And to begin to take ownership of the fact that you are having a really hard time with how you see yourself. I know that in my life, I have run up against these places quite a few times. Um, a couple years ago, I dealt with a lot of shame. I didn't like the world that I was living in. And when I mean that, when I say that, I basically mean I didn't love what was happening at work. I felt really unproductive at work. I was dealing with uh, quite a bit of anxiety as well and some depression. I just felt like my life was going nowhere. And my wife would uh, try to help me. She'd be like, hey, what's wrong with you? What's going on? And constantly I'd be like, nothing, I'm fine. I'd kind of push her away a little bit. And finally, I stopped one day. This is the honest truth. I stopped one day and was like, gosh, what is wrong with me? Why do I feel so much shame? Literally all day long, I'd walk around and just feel so much shame. And I realized like, I don't actually feel proud of myself. I'm not doing anything that I feel proud of. I'm I'm like doing a half-assed job at work. I'm not really showing up at home very well. I'm not connecting to my wife. My view of myself was really low because I know, regardless of what my wife thinks, I know I'm not putting forth my best effort. And I didn't change it by like setting this this great schedule and waking up at five in the morning and jumping in a cold plunge. Like, that's great. I first started with admitting to my wife, hey, I feel a lot of shame. I'm walking around carrying a lot of shame. And I pulled on a couple buddies and said, hey man, I'm I'm carrying a lot of shame right now about how I'm living my life. And what happened was just letting people in begin to break that thing inside of me. And then the next question is, okay, what am I going to do about it? Right? What am, what am I going to do about the season that I'm in right now? What am I going to do about the fact that I don't feel motivated? I don't feel like I have momentum. I had to take a hard look at my life and I ended up um, going back and seeing a counselor for a little bit and just spending a little bit of time with dealing with my own insecurities, dealing with my own disappointment of myself and actually working through, processing through my own disappointments about my life and even the things that happened to me in the past. And the result of that is I popped out of that season going, okay, I have a fresh perspective on how God sees me. I have a fresh perspective on how I see me. I have a a deeper connection with my wife. And I got out of this place where I was hiding, out of this place where I was um, honestly dodging hard work and, and dodging responsibility and started to show up again in my life. And it's not like you have to go to counseling, but oftentimes what happens is to have somebody walk you through why you are struggling with feedback, why you're struggling with, um, you know, arrogance or pride, why you have a hard time having empathy for other people, whatever, why you have a hard time taking responsibility, having somebody else come in your life and help walk you through these things can be massively helpful. I know recently I just walked uh, a guy through this very thing, Um, having a really hard time Taking responsibility of his life, wanting to blame it on his wife, wanting to blame it on how he grew up, and of course, how you grew up can affect who you are today. But you're the only one that can really change who you are today. And so, I know that it's hard if you grew up in a home where you weren't taken care of, or you are in an environment where your boss is, boss isn't kind, or you're in a marriage where. Your wife is not wanting to participate or your husband, if you're a lady watching this, it can be easy to put the blame on everything else. But we're the only ones that can really actually change what's going on inside of us and what we produce in life. And so to me, if you can stop and really take a look at your life and ask yourself, is my ego hurting me or is it helping me? Is my ego, am I representing really who I am to the world around me? Or do I have this inflated facade up that's actually trying to protect me because I feel weak, I feel insignificant, I don't feel like I'm enough? And if you're in that second category, there's no shame about it. It's just a matter of taking ownership. It's a matter of stopping and going, this really is is where I'm at and quit pretending that is something else. So guys, I hope this is encouraging for you. I'm going to pray for you. And I love that God is so close to the humble. He's so close to the brokenhearted. He's so close to us when we're in these really tough times, right? He is closer than a brother. And he's ready to come and pull you out of the spot. I just want to remind you to A lot of people have a hard time with the way that they see God. You know, they have a hard time admitting, man, this is where I'm at. But the Bible says that the kindness of God leads us to repentance. So if you're in a spot where you're like, man, I have been doing that. I've been a jerk to my wife. I've been um, a jerk to my kids or to my boss. Like God's not coming with a hammer. He's not ready to like beat you down. He's ready to come and show you who you really are and to move close to you in love and compassion. And so God, I ask that you do that. Lord, I ask for the men that are watching this today that are really struggling with the way that they see themselves. Lord, I ask that this would be a turning point in their life. Father, that you would come with your kindness and show them who they really are. Or that you would pour in your belief into them. And God, I ask that, you would reveal to them the different places in their life that's causing them to overcompensate, that's causing them to, to hide who they really are. And Lord, I ask that today would be a day of breakthrough, that it'd be a day of joy, that it would be a day of, of great connection with you. Amen. All right, man. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Brave Co. podcast. If you like this podcast, would you please rate it, review it, leave us a great comment. And if you like this episode in particular, share it with your friends and family. That helps us to spread the word. Guys, stay brave. We'll see you next week.